The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to the book of Luke, chapter number 10. We want to open up a series upon prayer, ponderings or points for prayer time by Luke 10, verses 38 through 42. And look here at Martha and Mary and the necessity of sitting, yea, staying at the feet of Jesus our Lord. First a word of prayer, and then we'll begin reading with Luke 10, verse 38. Father, thank you for this time now to preach the living word of God. Thank you for Calvary, for our Lord Jesus Christ, for the ultimate price he paid for the sins of the whole world as he bore them in his own body upon the tree and became the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Help us to preach with power and unction from on high. Strengthen the saints. Convict the sinner. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Luke 10, verse 38. Now it came to pass, as they went, that he, Jesus Christ, that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, Dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. 
but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. And so we find in this passage that account of Mary and Martha and Jesus our Lord within their home. Before we go any farther, let me say that life is so very short, and eternity is just a breath away. Yea, we are but a step from death, and I contend that we are way too busy in these days, running here, running there, doing this, doing that, and we leave little time or we make little time, or perhaps no time, to spend time with the Father, with the Lord Jesus Christ. If we are ever going to get our eyes looking at the things which are not seen, looking at things which truly matter, then we will have to discipline ourselves to get into the presence of the Lord who inhabiteth eternity. And we will find that he will give us a different perspective, one that grasps eternity, one that looks beyond this veil of time into the beyond of eternity to those things which are not seen yet are very real. And soon as we discipline ourselves, we will find a desire growing and the desire will turn into a devotion, and that devotion will turn into a delight, and we will not be able to get along without our daily quiet time with God, without time with our Lord, that we might know Him as He should be known. Now, God's people are dear unto Him. In our text, it mentions a certain village. It mentions a certain woman named Martha and a sister called Mary. I'm so glad that God knew where they were and he knew who they were. Friend, God knows where you are and he knows who you are and me the same. Bless his name. Not only are God's people dear, but God's people are different. They are different in their dispositions. Martha is serving. Mary is sitting. It is said in the passage that Mary heard, while it is said that Martha said. I do believe that we can say, one who prays more will speak less. And he who speaks often with God will need to speak less often with man, as what he or she does say will have the power and presence of God upon it and behind it, and so little becomes much when God is in it. Now for the passage itself, Luke 10 verse 38, we see the arrival of our Lord. Verses 39 and 40, the acquaintance of our Lord. And then verses 41 through 42, the answer of our Lord. Let me hasten through some of this. The arrival of our Lord, verse 38, he entered. The Lord Jesus entered a certain village where a certain woman named Martha 
received him into her house. God bless Martha, for her house and home was completely at our Lord's disposal. She welcomed him into her house. Is the Lord welcome at your house? Is he comfortable at your house? Both Mary and Martha and Lazarus, if you look it up in the book of John chapter 11 and John chapter 12, they are all mentioned by name. And we must say that God does not have favorites, but he does have intimates. Two trios, Peter, James, and John, these were intimate among the twelve disciples. And then Mary and Martha and Lazarus, another trio of intimates among the many followers of Christ. But then the acquaintance of our Lord, verses 39 and 40, the Bible says, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. The Lord Jesus was an intimate acquaintance of these two women. When he arrived at their home, there was no doubt a flood of joy, a thrill of excitement, a warmth of love that filled their hearts just to see their friend and master, even Jesus. And then what a greater thrill to sit down to hear him and spend time in his beloved presence. Then the time came, all took their place before the master. They gladly were hearing his word. It struck Martha, though. Jesus must be hungry. She grabbed Mary, rushed into the kitchen. And of course, now I'm filling in a few blanks here. They rushed into the kitchen. They made things ready. And then as things were prepared and baking, there was a space of waiting. Martha found one thing after another, and she busied herself here and there. And yes, it was all for Jesus. But Mary, Mary slipped out of the kitchen, back into the living room. And it was not a matter of for Jesus upon her heart, but with Jesus. Mary wanted to be with the Lord Jesus. Both Mary and Martha were sitting at the feet of Jesus, if you consider the little word also. They were both serving at the table for Jesus. But Martha's house was at his disposal, but Mary's heart was at his disposal. I believe they were both sitting in the beginning, but it was Mary who was found staying at Jesus' feet. Mary welcomed him into her heart, his glad presence, his great principles, his wonderful person. Is the Lord welcome in your heart? Is he comfortable in your heart? It was Mary who's listening to her Lord turned into a lingering with her Lord and evidenced that loving of the Lord in her heart. So Mary is sitting while Martha is serving. Martha is cooking but Mary is gleaning. Martha is working while Mary is pondering. Martha is giving while Mary's receiving. Martha is doing while Mary is there devoting herself to being with Jesus. J.C. Ryle said on Martha and Mary, both had believed, both had been converted, both had honored Christ when few gave him honor, both loved Jesus and Jesus loved both of them, yet they were evidently women of very different turns of mind. 
Martha was active, stirring, impulsive, feeling strongly, speaking at all she felt. Mary was quiet, still, contemplative, feeling deeply, but saying less than she felt. And we shall find it very useful to ourselves to remember this lesson. We must not expect all believers in Christ to be exactly like one another. We must not set down others as having no grace because their experience does not entirely tally with our own. The sheep in the Lord's flock have each their own peculiarities. The trees in the Lord's garden are not all precisely alike. All true servants of God agree in the principal things of religion. All are led by one spirit. All fill their sins. All trust in Christ. All repent. All believe and all are made holy. But in minor matters, they often differ widely. Let not one despise another on this account. There will be Marthas and there will be Marys in the church until our Lord comes again. So then it is not in our similarities that unites us together, but it is our Savior who has brought us together with his precious blood and made us all one in the body of Christ. Now, I am not speaking about letting scriptural things go by quoting J.C. Rao, but what I do believe we can take from that quote and what I'm seeking to stress is that there are Marthas in our churches and there are Marys in our churches and we truly need to have a blending, some of Martha and some of Mary. Some will lean more toward Martha, others will lean more toward Mary. But may we all find ourselves busy staying at the feet of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748 or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com and finally brethren pray for us